Yo, what's going on, everyone? You've got the 7-2 Mindset Investor here with another episode of Pick My Brain. So I'm excited today. We have an amazing guest coming on today. For those of you that are going to come on Instagram right now, I'm going to tell you the best way to engage is to subscribe to my YouTube channel, and that way you can actually engage in questions because I don't necessarily get to all the questions most of you will ask on Instagram. So again, how you do that, click my bio in the link, there's actually a link for my YouTube channel. Click on that. Okay, so now that we have that out of the way. Okay, so I'm excited here today. I got an amazing guest that's coming on today. I asked some really critical questions on my IG feed, and I said, why not have her come on? Um, so with that, stay tuned. This is going to be an epic show. And you know what? Bring the fire. I want you guys to bring your questions to me too. Hey, how's it going? Oh, I'm going to have to unmute you there. There we go. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing amazing. I'm doing amazing. So thanks again for coming on today's Pick My Brain show. No, no, absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. I wouldn't miss it. Awesome. 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 So if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So uh, to everybody uh, online, my name is Furiel. Um, I currently am working full time, um, but I started getting into real estate investing uh, 2020, early 2020, before the pandemic started. Very new. Uh, consider myself a beginner. Everything I've done has uh, been with um, been with a partner. So um, you know, my my goals are to sort of learn as much as I can, absorb as much knowledge, and you know, build up the confidence and skill set to maybe do a little bit on my own as well, and just keep building. So again, complete beginner. Um, just new to the game and you know that's why i did reach out to mark to say you know um like uh, let, let's have a chat you know i really uh, your your thoughts on mentorship really resonated with me i've heard you on a couple of podcasts so i thought uh, you know i should reach out to you and that's that's why i'm here today awesome well welcome 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 so yeah let's 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 go at it let's uh, this is your platform let's do this this is like i said to you before I really wanted to create a platform that I get inundated with calls every day, messages, Instagram, Messenger. I don't even know what other platform saying, hey, and it, it usually is the same question. Can we pick your brain? Can we pick your brain? So we said, why not start a show mm -hmm. called Pick My Brain? But number two is give you the opportunity to, you know, get on social media, get on my platform and really expand your wings too. So absolutely. Sounds great. Cool. Okay. So um, since it's uh, nice and early on a Saturday morning, I thought I would start with this um interesting question um, just to get into the, the scheme of things. So, um, you know, as I said, I've heard you on um, different platforms speak. I know you've been in sales. Um, I come from a background of consulting. So um, one of the things that we learn in consulting is this like, concept of presence, uh, presence in a room. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but I wanted to ask you um, based on your experience, when you go into a room and you notice people with presence, like what is that thing about them that you notice? Is it you know, their confidence, like their body language, uh, you know, how they're using their hands. Is it their tone of voice? Like, what is it that, what's that one thing that you can say, you know what, I walked into this room, that person had presence. What, what is that thing that you notice about them? That's a phenomenal question. I love that. That's a great question. No one's ever asked me that. Um, yeah. You know what? It's, um, you know, Tim story says this best and uh, phenomenal, phenomenal speaker. And education can come from, like, you can look at education, looking at material and so forth. But the other aspect of education comes from observation. And that's really, really critical. So for me, I've always focused on observing the room because my mentors early on told me that we got to be listening, not just with our ears, but listening with our eyes. It's mm -hmm. like it's like our mothers would give us that. They, we know exactly what they're saying to us just by the look in their eyes. And we would freak out, right? So yeah. it's right. You know what I'm talking about, right? Of course. Um, <laughs> before the wooden spoon came swinging out. But the, <laughs> the thing is here is that uh, when I go into a room, I'm, I'm, I go there with an open mind. I don't go there with any preconceived ideas because um, the preconceived ideas usually just destroy me anyways, because one person's opinion is not it, it, like my old way was I would listen to other people's opinions and go oh, watch out for that dude. He's this or Hey, that person's a you know what. And then it's, so now I go in, I just put that noise out. I don't, I'll make my own judgment. So the things I look for, number one, is I look how they treat people. Okay. I look how they treat people. I look at how 
are they truly communicating or are they just simply talking? How I look at that is I, when I'm talking to you, for example, for example, I come in a room and we're talking, having a conversation, or let's just say we're in a circle of friends or talking, I'm going to be watching you. And if, let's just say my counterpart's speaking to you, but you're overseeing them and looking at the person behind them because someone's crossing a room. That's not cool. Cause you're not, it's not fair to that individual. There has to be that, that connection. The number two thing is I look for is who are the listeners in the room? Usually the most quietest person in the room is the most important decision maker in that room because they're going to be the ones that are going to be, you know, taking in the information. Um, and what they say is going to be of value because they don't say much. So you really want to be really present in what they're saying. I look at, uh, I look at energy and there's, it's, it should say a look at energy. I feel energy. You can sense a vibration level when you go into a room who's vibrating at a certain level who's not so that those are the type of things i look for um i look at how the conversations are going is one speaking with respect to wanting to know more about yourself or mm -hmm. or are they wanting to hear themselves speak mm -hmm. those that want to hear themselves speak tend to be the ones i tend to keep okay it's about them it's not about anything else and to each their own that is okay so these are the type of things i look for presence so I've never been asked that that question specifically about present. Yeah. I've I've seen it more of the questions come to me is awareness. So I like that. Yeah, no, I thought it was an interesting one. Um, you know, it's uh, it, it's hard for me to pinpoint like what it is. So I just like to ask people that question. Um, so I thought I'd start off with that, but that's that's super helpful. And what you can do as well is do an exercise. Just you know what you can do is just go to the park and just watch people yeah. watch. People watching is the coolest thing. I, <laughs> The one thing I like, one of my favorite places is St. Catherine's uh, Street in uh, in Montreal. I'll just sit there and I'll people watch. It is the coolest thing. Or even going on, uh, is it Ocean Drive in Miami? I'll just people yeah. watch. And you can just sort of get a good vibe on who has that vibration level, who doesn't. Exactly. So. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, I think it's really important um, in today's day and age, too, right? Like to get that face to face contact, even if it's online. Like one of the things I started doing is I turned my video on at work. Because, uh, you know, when we can't really understand like body language and what's going on like, without a camera, I can turn it on and it just like, changes the whole vibe of the meeting and uh, sure. as well, right? just, like, the observation piece that you were talking about to use your eyes as well. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'll add to that as well. COVID has been really, really interesting with respect to communication. Mm -hmm. So now what I've what I've found for myself is I'm more in my in my uh, there's more intent when I'm listening as well, because I tend to I tend to read people's lips as they spoke. Now we can't see them. So right. I'm watching, I'm watching their, their, their cheeks as they're speaking and watching their eyes. Like it's very, very interesting. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Um, okay. So I'm just going to look at, sorry, I'm going to be looking at my phone because I have the questions yeah. on there. So, okay. Um, all right. So uh, next step, similarly related to sales. So um, somebody like me, who's a complete beginner, um, you know, might not have a lot of real estate knowledge to offer off the bat, but has skills like, you know, project management from previous work, uh, just, you know, I guess what I'm calling like the hustle, the grind, the ability to work, uh, put in that, um, you know, put in that effort. Uh, if I'm looking for, um, you know, getting a partner when it comes to like a JV, JV relationship, um, what can I say in my sales pitch? Like, what can I say off the bat that can attract your attention? You know, something that, you know, I'm reaching out to people who don't have a lot of time. Maybe they, they can't get on the phone with me. Maybe I can only send them an email and I need to catch their attention real quick. What is something that I can say, um, you know, to kind of grab their attention? What, sh what should be in that mind? What should be my initial sales pitch? Great. I love that question. Okay. So you're, you're on fire today. Those are great questions. <laughs> um, so I, I have different thoughts on that. Okay. So number one is uh, there's one aspect. Uh, so in Think and, Grow, Think and Grow Rich, Carnegie talks about this. So he had the, this, the whole steel company and he's, he didn't know nothing about steel. So what he did was he brought in the people with the amazing ideas on talking about steel. And then you have, he brought the amazing people that knew how to sell those ideas. So you had creation and selling of the ideas and he leveraged that. And that's why he became like so successful. Mm -hmm. So that's one aspect. So when I listen, when I hear that, or when I read that, there's a great book by Stefan Arnio called Money People Deal, which yeah. is related to real estate investing, the late Stefan Arnio. And so talks about money people deal. 
Money people do. When people think when they come to real estate investing, they need to have all the answers. You do not have to have all the answers. There's a, a pyramid or a triangle, as you can imagine. Okay, so imagine a triangle. You have money, people, deal. Money, people, deal. That's it. All one needs to do, all you need to have is two of those, those, those angles. Okay. The third just naturally comes. So, for example, if you have the money and you have the people, the the deal just comes. Right. If you have the deal and you have the money, the people gravitate. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how does that, where does that fit for you? We well, you have to look at what your unique skill sets are too. Okay. What can you do? So you're going to be the people you could be, you could be the person that drives the two elements. So all you have to do is focus on getting the deal and having the money and the people are going to come. Okay. So I think from a, from a, from that standpoint, the key is a lot of real estate investors, and I see this online all the time, like nonstop, like 90% of the posts that you see on social media on real estate investing is like, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want versus I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you. You have to, your one's wealth, one's success is determined by how much value they provide, not based on how much they take. <clears throat> so the value you can bring. Using your skill sets. So, for example, if your skill sets are you're really good at connecting with people, fostering strong relationships. Okay. Well, then you tie into that. Then you're just finding that next piece and the next piece simply gravitates to that. The other thing that's going to be very important is getting in that smaller room. That's why mentorship. We talked about mentorship before. Right. Mentorship is critical on so many different levels. Uh, mentorship is learning from one's successes, but most importantly, learning from one's failures. Mm -hmm. Two, but mentorship is the key is really understanding how they connect with people three is for example if me and you are in the same room together it's human nature that people are going to say furiel is connected to mark i got to connect it for it so anything that furiel says to me i'm going to take at a higher level so for us today i'm going to recommend everybody they connect with you because you've demonstrated to me your confidence and your willingness to come online and do this. So for those of you that are watching, definitely connect with Freya because she's hungry. That's why she's here. You cannot buy drive. You cannot buy hunger. So for you, that's what you, that's what you have is you're still really early on in the, in your, in your, um, in your journey. Um, but it's connecting with the right people. Another important book. That's very, very, very important. And this is, uh, so I've recommended three here, but this one's very, very important which is uh, by Dan Sullivan and Benjamin Hardy, which is who, not how, who, not how it's finding the who's don't get pulled into the how, how, how is quicksand? How is an analysis by paralysis um, paralysis by analysis? I'm sorry. So you need to get to the who's. So now that mean you have a connection, it's awesome because now you can send me a message saying, Hey, Mark, I got a deal. I got the people. How do I get the money? Okay, send me the numbers. Let's chat. Perfect. Right? Yeah, well, that's, that's super helpful. Super helpful. Um, kind of, and covers another one of my questions. So now I have to think of something else. But I think I awesome. Um, okay. Um, oh, oh, I'm gonna add one more thing there, which is cool. very, 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 very important. And I've said this, and I and I, I've actually made a book on this, which is, it's not who knows you. It's so it's not who you know, but who knows you? Sorry, it's not who you know, but who knows you? Okay, so I can go out there and say, hey, I know Jay-Z. I know, I, they don't know me for a whole while. They don't give a shit who I am, right? Right? So the thing is, it's about you have to personal brand yourself. People need to know who you are and what value you provide. A lot of people shy away from social media because they say, well, I'm too private. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. That is like your billboard. That is like an, a, a huge opportunity. Also attending, attending mastermind events, mm -hmm. getting into a small room, going to networking events. And I understand that things are, are shut down, but there's other ways to do it. Okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, people I see, you know, just other people I follow, like, they'll be po like hosting free events, right? Like, hey, you know, we're going to do these Zoom calls, we'll do breakout rooms. Like, just, just it's free, totally coming. So I think it's just about like, Absolutely. You know, I'm so lazy sometimes. And, uh, you know, just like building up that confidence, understand that it's tough, but, you know, it's taking advantage of those opportunities. Sure. And, uh, and uh, you know, and, uh, 
here's a here's a story I'll share with you. That's something I did, uh, and um, so this is going back to uh, the good old days. This is going back to November of 2019, December of 2019. So I mean, I was still pretty quiet with what I was doing with real estate investing and so forth. And so I just said, hey, I'm going to connect with a lot of people through Facebook that are real estate investors. Mm -hmm. But what I said is, you know, I'm, I'm a very I'm a social butterfly. So what I want to do is I want to do a poker event. So I want to do a black tie event, a poker event for real estate investors. So we called it real estate poker stars. Okay. So I threw this out there and I said, who'd be interested in doing this? And I got an onslaught of people from all over Ontario that wanted to come to this event. And people said, hey, we don't play poker, but can we come? I go, absolutely. Just come. It's just going to be more of a hangout. We'll play poker there. We had about three or four poker tables and this kind of stuff. So lo and behold, Matt McKeever reaches out to me. Yeah. says, hey, you're having a poker thing. How about we host it at my place, at my mansion? Okay. So here, I, I knew Matt, right? We were more acquaintances at that time. He sends out and says, I'm going to get Adam Martin to reach out to you. So we ended up doing this thing at his place. Remember, I was very, very new in my real estate investing journey, mm -hmm. or, or fairly new that was. Yeah. I wasn't as dialed in as I was now because I saw the full-time job. At right. that event, we had about 40 people there. We had Canada's biggest flipper in that room. We had Kyle Ford sat right next to me, who's just absolutely destroying the Airbnb model in Canada with cottages um, and doing private lending and this kind of stuff. We had, we had people, we had investors, we had private lenders, we had contractors, all there dressed up and had an amazing time. So to go back to your question is to create that lightning bolt. All you have to do is create that, that network event and you by default float to the top. Absolutely. And I like what you're saying is resonating with me because it's similar to how I reached out to you. And you know, then I got this opportunity to speak and ask you questions live, right? So, you know, you did the same thing. Like, you know, you created something, you put it out there and then uh, people came to you so it's like what you're saying is it's totally resonating because i just experienced it um but cool. you know, so yeah awesome okay. um all right next question um we're gonna try and do the fun ones first uh and then we get into some of the nitty-gritty okay um so one of these things um we see how i do with this so you know a lot of the times you hear people say like oh you know if something is your passion you're going to um work really hard in it like make it your passion uh, then you're going to grind like what if um you know so when it comes to like, real estate investing for example right like why i why i chose this and chose to explore more is because you know i i want to be free from the nine to five right and for me it's not even a nine to five it's like a nine to nine nine to nine to ten um you know long long work days so you know, I want to be free of that. And the reason why real estate um, investing sort of resonated with me is because, um, you know, I can use the skill set, some of them that I have learned in my various jobs and my schooling to apply to this. And it, it kind of has aspects of things that I like, you know, networking with people, talking to people, uh, a little bit of the project management. So, you know, um, I, I constantly hear and I look at like, people's Instagram stories like, you know, hey, you know, I did this because I got into investing because it was my passion and I love it. And it's something I knew so much about. And sometimes it can be a little discouraging for me because I'm like, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's my passion. Uh, my passion is to work hard, right? That's my passion, work hard and get myself the life that I want. I wouldn't necessarily say the nitty gritty of real estate is passion. Like I have other passions and hobbies that interest me, but you know, I, I sometimes see these things and I get a little discouraged. I'm like, well, you know, can I excel if it's not really my extreme passion right now, but I'm just hungry to learn. Like, is, is it a possibility for me to reach the top? Uh, you know, it's, it could be a little discouraging sometimes. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts on that. Sure, absolutely. Um, what are you passionate about? Um, I, I'm i passionate about just, uh, for me, like, like working hard and just, uh, you know, grinding. Like, for me, I, that, that's what I would say. Like, having like, a good lifestyle is what I'm passionate about. I want a good lifestyle, you know, something that, uh, you know, I can spend time with my family. I can do a bit of traveling. I can spend time on my health. Um, you know, so for me, having a good, well-balanced, well-like lifestyle. So I'd say, like wellness, health. Um, okay. You know, that lifestyle is is what I'm passionate about. So why do you wanna why do you wanna balance healthy lifestyle? Uh, because longevity is important to me, and overall, just like happiness and peace of mind. Like mental health is everything. You know, okay. um, it's okay. people have issues or like health-related issues happen with time because of stress, right? Um, and there's so much going on around us, around us in the world. Life is short. Anything can happen at any one moment. I just want to, you know, have that 
peace of mind and I want to be able to live present, live in the moment. Why is longevity important to you? Uh, longevity is important to me because I just, you know, I want to have a good life. I want to be able to do the things that I want to do. Um, you know, I want to enjoy time with my family, with my friends. I want to be overall healthy. You know, I, I, I want to be, I want to be, be older and just be active. Uh, you know, not have not have many issues coming from like a South Asian background. Like we, we kind of, uh, you know, develop. We might develop certain issues, and then we think, oh, you know what? It's okay. It is what it is. I've seen my family members go through it. Um, you know, I, I don't want to be that person. I, I want to say, you know, I actively worked worked on myself, worked on my piece, like my mental health, worked on my physical health, and I, I have a good life. You know, in my old age, I, I, you know, I lived a good life. Cool. So, uh, what I was doing there is it's an exercise called your seven levels deep. Now we could have gone deeper and deeper and deeper. See, the reason I was, I was asking the same, I was staying within the question and you said, you said something very powerful at the end. You've seen other people in your family or for example, go down, like essentially go down a rabbit hole and you yeah. don't want to go through that rabbit hole, right? So we could have gone deeper and deeper and deeper. See, the thing is what people do is when they, when they say real estate's their passion, it's bullshit. <laughs> It's bullshit. It's a vehicle to give them what they're looking for, what their passion is. Okay. Now, like I said, uh, there's this, uh, it's, it's on YouTube. Dean Graziosi does this. It's seven levels deep. And I highly recommend that for you because what this does is you have to get a fundamental idea of what your why is. Why are you doing the things you're doing? Why are you working from nine to 10 every day? Like why? Why, why are you looking at real estate? So you have to go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. It's like taking an onion and you got to peel the layers back and get right to the core, the core reason of why you're doing what you want to do. Now, having said that, I, I think it's bullshit when people say they get motivated first. No, you don't get motivated first. It's the action of taking the action first, then creates more motivation. It's like when someone runs, well, I'm motivated to run. Bullshit. You're, you, you have to run and then you get motivated when you see the results. You get the endorphins going. Right. Okay. So action has to come first before the motivation. The motivation continues that. Okay. Next thing is you don't drive passion. Passion drives you. Okay. So it goes back to the fundamentals of why you're doing this. So, <clears throat> for example, for me, why, why do I do real estate? Well, my my deeper why is i want freedom mm -hmm. okay it's freedom to wealth wealth by doing real estate for me gives me more time i equate time with wealth if i have more time i have more wealth mm -hmm. okay so for you i don't want you getting discouraged when people are saying about real estate about being your passion no that's your vehicle today there i could tell you right now and this is this is case in point. You go on Facebook right now. How many people are you following right now that three months ago, four months ago, were saying real estate, real estate, real estate, and now it's crypto, 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 crypto? That's so many, yeah. Right? You see the flip. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the passion of real estate. The next vehicle is crypto. Got you, yeah. What's it going to be next? Mm -hmm. But they're doing that for a reason. It's because they want to win. But why do they want to win? They want to be successful. Why do they want to be successful? They want to, like, you have to go through all those things. A lot of it comes down to one thing is the intrinsic value of money, which is control over time. That makes total sense. Is that helpful? Yeah, no, absolutely it is. And you're totally right. Um, like, first it was real estate, now everyone's crypto. Like, everyone's become an expert on it. So their, their videos have kind of changed from all the real estate strategies to crypto. So um, that makes total sense. And it, it resonates as well uh, with me. It's like the vehicle to give you the life you want. It's, it, these are all vehicles. Your, 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 your uh, nine to five job or nine to 10 job is simply a vehicle. Exactly. Ready. Exactly. exactly. Perfect. Okay. Um, let's see what else I have. Uh, okay. So um, a couple more like uh, what I'm calling fun questions. Um, so uh, I want to ask you how, how does someone ask for constructive feedback? Um, so I'm not trying, I don't want to say negative, but I mean constructive, right? So I want, I want you, when I'm coming to you for feedback, I don't want you to give me the positive feeling, right? Like I want you to tell me what I can do better. So yeah. how do you ask for it? One, and then how do you give constructive feedback? Great question. 
Uh, you're all good with these questions. <laughs> okay, so I've had this shift that just recently happened. Okay, for me, I I didn't I didn't need to tell people I didn't need to go to people and look for hey what am I like looking for constructive feedback and that kind of stuff because I already know what I'm really good at. Okay. I already know what I'm really good at. Uh, not saying that from a self-confidence standpoint is because I've, I've, it's mastery, right? You know, I put 10, you know, they say mastery is putting 10,000 hours into something. Well, I've dedicated over 130,000 hours into something. So uh, again, going back to Tim's story, Tim's story uh, says this is God's opinion of you makes man's opinion of you irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Okay. So really at the end of the day, a lot of times we know inside where we where we need to work and that kind of stuff. That's it, right? But having said that, one thing I pride myself on prior to was after I do a presentation, after I do anything, I'd ask people saying, where can I improve? Because I always want to take it to the next level, the next level, the next level. So I'm very straight with that uh, for y'all. I would simply say, what can I improve on? Okay. What can I improve on? Remember, there's no guru out there. Right. They're going to have everybody's going to have their own little opinions of what they do. It's you got to take that collage now and see what is a value, because some some of those things can be someone's own opinions. Because everybody's going to be different. So I think what you need to do is I think you just got to go straight, ask the question directly is how can I improve? So instead of looking for constructive criticism or what can I do better? How can I improve? That's it. OK. Yeah. But the second thing is is taking that information, also taking notes after whatever you've done, write them down saying, cause you, you'll know yourself. Like I know myself, as soon as I'm, we're done this live, I'm going to take notes. I'm going to say, this is what went well. This is what we can improve on next time. Right. Okay. okay? But remember, 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 remember God's opinion, may, opinion of you makes man's opinion of you or woman's opinion of irrelevant. So don't be too harsh on those type of things. Uh, if you're looking for always improving, uh, get into the room where you're the dumbest person in the room. Mm -hmm. You have no choice to challenge yourself. Absolutely. Okay. So I pride myself on that. I look to rooms where I'm the dumbest MF in that room and I pride <laughs> myself on that. And because of that, that's why I've been able to grow at the fast rate I have been able to do. Um, and to a point where me and my business partners, I mean, we went from, holy shit, we got to spend $25,000 to a mastermind to next year or this year we'll be spending probably $120,000, dollars uh, $160,000 in mentorship because we want to be the dumbest people in the room. That makes sense. Okay. Um, the other thing as well I'll tell you as well is, uh, which is very important, is um, progression is more important than perfection. Okay. So from my, my suggestion to you today, like, is take notes from what you what you did today how you feel like it's all about communication okay. so that's when i look at that okay perfect that's super helpful thank you um okay uh all right so um okay so uh in terms of like real estate um when you're starting out as a beginner i've heard um i've heard in a couple of youtube videos and people that i've spoken to saying you know you should uh focus on like one strategy uh real estate strategy so whether it's like grow or flip master it uh and you know that should sort of be your bread and butter um so i'm wondering what your thoughts are on that statement versus you know um thinking off the bat of diversifying your strategy because i'll i'll give you like a little bit of context sure. uh, when i when i started learning about real estate uh, the first strategy i learned about was short-term methods and that really resonated with me because i was like okay i can use the skills that i have which is you know i don't i'm not afraid to reach out to people um you know i'm not afraid to like offer offer free help um you know there's platforms that already exist like project management uh, financial management so i can do that aspect then the pandemic happened um and you know i was like hmm, i don't know if short-term effort will be as lucrative right now like what else can i do uh so i started looking at other things but then i was getting confused because you know then i was hearing these videos and people saying you know you should just focus on one strategy and, that's it, that should be your bread and butter. But then here I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm wondering like, there's a couple of strategies you can do at the same time, a couple of things you can do. Um, but I also don't want to be that person because I'm the kind of person that I get involved in so many things. Like I'm like, I wanted this, this, this real estate. I want to do, you know, my fitness. I want to do work. I want to do all these things. And I just don't want to be that person when it comes to real estate. I just want to focus and like grind mm -hmm. hard. 
So like, what are your thoughts on like, you know, diversifying the strategies versus just like picking one, learning it, and then you know, becoming an expert on that? Sure. Before one needs, before one focuses, one needs clarity. Right. So where the clarity come from is not on the strategy itself. The clarity comes down to why are you doing real estate in the first place? Mm -hmm. That's what it comes down to. So what I like to do when I'm mentoring is I like to ask people why they're in, why they want to do real estate. So we get deeper on that, but then we, we get, we get down to such a deep root where people will say, well, we want to like, here's an example. I want to replace my, my income at work. I hate my job. I'm in a dead end job. I'm so unhappy with my life and so forth. Okay, great. So let's reverse engineer this. How much money a month do you need to be making to, to supplement your income? Okay. Let's use rough numbers. So let's just say someone says I need $10,000 a month to have my, to continue my same lifestyle. Okay. Great. Let's just say someone says that, right? That's why I got the who's that are really good at math in my team. Okay. So $10,000. Okay. So you need $10,000 a month. Okay. Well you can go and buy a rental property and you can only make $300 of cash flow a month. How many properties do you need to reach up to that goal? Right? How many short-term rentals do you need to get to that goal? So we have to look back and say, okay, if you want to reach that goal for financial independence or whatever it is, it's not just about owning a property. It's, choosing the right strategy to get you there fast Mm -hmm. it's about speed it's a game of speed the velocity of money okay so now we say okay well ten thousand dollars well how the hell am i gonna do that okay well that's one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year so let's just focus on the small bite so ten thousand dollars a month well if i can't if i can't do the buy and hold maybe what i need to do is i need to instead of focusing on the passive strategy i need to now focus on the active strategy see i see for, uh, for real i did this wrong when i started I did this completely wrong. I did this so half-ass backwards um, because I didn't get in the right room. I didn't have mentorship. I wasn't focused on my personal development. I wasn't focused on my mindset. So what I did was I watched too many HDTV shows and saying flip or buy and hold. Flip or buy and hold. Those are the two strategies. I didn't know any better. So I went to the buy and hold because of my ego of being around people saying oh i got 50 doors like you know what like who gives a shit how many doors you have the person at home depot has the most doors right so what i have to do is figure out after the fact is that if i want this financial number i need to jump in the active side first active meaning i can do off-market deals so wholesaling okay okay so when i look at my return on time Yes, I got to put marketing and that kind of stuff. I got to do flyers. I got to reach to realtors. I got to look for off-market deals. But if I own that contract and I sell that contract, I can make $10,000 on that piece of paper for literally ten hour, five hours of work. So I hit that checkbox, $10,000 a month. Now I've got the whole free month to go. So if someone doesn't want to do wholesaling, or let's just say they try to get that off-market deal and it doesn't work well for them, then they do what's all wholesale. And the wholesale now is they get something off market, they fix it up with lipstick and they put on MLS and they take advantage of the hot market that we're in. Now they make more money. So the fact is it's going to take you more time to do so when you have to look at what your return on time is. If that's not working out for you, then you can move to the flip. And the flip is going to be more money, but it's going to take more time, but more risk. That is the fastest way to hit those goals. Once you have that pool of funds there, then you can transfer that to the passive side. So if we look at the active side is going to be your wholesaling, your wholesaling, your flipping. Passive side will be like your buying holds. Will be like your a hybrid version of your Airbnb. It'd be your burst strategy. Uh, passive, it'd be like passive. Uh, be your private lending would be true passive. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's how I tell people how we determine what strategy to start with is we find out what that number is and we reverse engineer it. Okay. All right. I bet it's okay. Yeah. So, so that's why clarity is so important versus focus. So our, my mindset before was all buy and holds. We, we stopped. I stopped that focused heavily on the active side to the point now that we're in a very short period of time. I mean, we're taking, we're buying an, an apartment, 29 unit building uh, apartment. I mean, and, and that kind of stuff, but it's because we've been able to take the active side and, and turn it. Okay. All right. 
Uh, that's super, super helpful to hear because um, my next question to you is going to be like, you know, I see these like podcast titles. It's like, oh yeah, you know, 27 years old, you know, went from 1 million to 10 million scale in a year or like went has like 92 doors under their name. And I go on that podcast and, you know, of course, you know, I probably do the same. Like I, I'm not saying anybody beats around the bush, but you know, you, you want to not give a lot of information, but you also want to give enough, right? So you know, they'll say, oh, so how did you do it? And you hear, well, you know, um, there's some things I did, uh, you know, I had some help here and there, but, you know, uh, you know, the real thing is, is, you know, reach out to me, uh, you know, I'll answer your questions and all this. And then I'm just sitting there like, well, you know, I, it's great. It's great. But like, I want to know how, like, how did you say, I have, I want to make these, like, I want to make $10,000 a month. Um, what are the strategies you use? So that was going to be my next question too. So I guess you're saying wholesaling, um, focusing on that like you know your, your active kind of source um so then you know i didn't have this question written down but like a follow-up question um sure. when it comes to wholesaling uh so for me i i'll like i'll be honest i i thought of wholesaling i was like i don't really want to get into to that you know it, it's not my forte uh having those limiting beliefs again saying you know i'm not i'm the kind of person where if you like say okay here's a phone right sell it i'd say hey do you want the phone and somebody will say no so that's cool like I, I don't you know so for me like I'm not good at sales like I don't think that's my forte so I kind of like I'm gonna avoid that so you know again I, I do believe it's a it's a limiting belief a self-limiting belief so someone you know who is getting started you know doesn't know much about it like what what can they do um you know should they be joining some type of team uh should they be doing I've heard this concept of like doing door knocking just getting yourself out there is there some planning that's involved like what what are your like let's just say your top two tips getting started in this so i don't know much about it um i've heard you talk about it i might consider it now because it'll help me reach my financial goal what are the two things i can do after sure. i get all this policy absolutely so i'm going to correct you first and foremost you are a great salesperson because you 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 you, you sold me to get on my show <laughs> you showed up that's the first thing okay um the second thing i'm going to add to is yeah you're right i mean there are a lot of people that will go out there but there's a lot of people that still it's like they have this ultimate flex, like I'm doing this, but their, their limiting beliefs are still holding back. That's what's going to hold them back from getting to that next level. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people still want to hold their secrets. And I'm like, I'll share what we're doing. And I'm not worried because YouTube is a great example of that because everybody shares their secrets on YouTube of how to get six-pack abs and how to become a billionaire. Mm -hmm. How many people have six-pack abs and are billionaires in a row? No one wants to put in the work. No one wants to put in that sweat equity. So that's why it doesn't concern me. I was like that before saying, well, if I share my secrets with people, what are they going to do? They're going to take, no, they're not going to do nothing. Um, so going back to tips, number one is mentorship. You know, forget about forgetting how do you do this and how do you market and how do you, the, how, like, how do we get a buyer pool? How do we do It's about getting to the who's it's about connecting with the who's and leading with value. So that's rule number one. Tip number one. Tip number two is always listen to tip number one. <laughs> mentorship. Um, it is mentorship is critical for compression of time. Right. Compression of time. That's it. Um, you know, I look at uh, my biggest regret. My biggest regret to date is the amount of time I've, I've lost. Mm -hmm. And what the time I've lost is either letting people steal my time negatively going through a bad divorce messing with my brain uh people in, in inception putting these seeds and taking away my time that's my biggest regret because i've allowed people to do that so even mentorship what you're going to spend that much money on mentorship well have you spent money on a mentorship no then what, what then your opinion is invalid right so mentorship is is critical so what I can do for you, uh, for y'all, like, I mean, I can get you connected with people that, yeah. you know, um, get you connected with people. Hey, and you know what? Let's, let's, let's hop on a call too after this. I'd be more than happy to spend, uh, you know, 30 minutes with you and we can dial it in and, and I can point you in the right direction and only so because you showed up and now we have a great relationship. Sounds good. No, I mean, I, as I said, I'm very thankful for the opportunity. Um, you know, so it's great, right? Like, no, no problem. And pick your brain for, for, you know, for now. And the thing, the thing for me is, um, the thing for me as well is like, I value my time. Like if someone wants to book time with me, it's $500 an hour. Mm -hmm. That's, that's how much I value my time. It's $500 an hour. 
So, but because you showed up, I'm going to give you my time. No, absolutely. I appreciate it. And that's why I'm trying to come up with a good question that will hopefully benefit the audience as well, right? Mm -hmm. And I think what you just said about, like, you know, wasting time, like, it's true, right? Like, this, uh, these self-limiting beliefs and this sort of lack of confidence uh, held me up a lot in the past as well. And I decided, you know, when it comes to this, like, I don't want that to happen. Um, so I think it's just about, you know, really being yourself and then just, you know, not wasting time. So if it's about reaching up to a mentor, uh, you know, fast, right? Things need to get done fast. So on that topic, um, <clears throat> so I'm the kind of person where I, uh, I'm like, I like to do. So if a project comes along, um, I know there's an important aspect of, like, you know, this like planning process involved, but for me, I learn by doing. I just want to jump into things, and sometimes mm-hmm. it hurts me because I really go back and, and, and do that planning. Um, you know, and I think that I might just do that because I want to save myself some time. Um, so, just want to get your thoughts on like, you know, uh, like how important is it to like, you know, uh, like ground yourself, like get that planning process, and then have that fine balance of okay, I've planned enough, now I can do, and not just like get so absorbed in the oh my god, I'm planning, I'm planning, I'm planning, and then get into analysis paralysis in the process and just like culture stuff like what's that fine balance for you like how do you recommend you yeah um yeah great very successful entrepreneurs have one strong mantra which is done is better than perfect mm-hmm. progress is better than perfection for me to make decisions all i need is 70 percent of the information mm-hmm. so i'll give you an example people will say well there's no deals out there Yes, there is. You just were trying to make the perfect deal, whereas I went and took it from you because all I needed was 70% of the information, right? So I'll give you an example. Uh, Another example is, okay, an apartment comes up and the apartment's worth $2 million. Oh, how old's the boiler and how do I have to replace it? It's a $2 million building that's worth $2.5 million. And I'm going to ask questions about a (laughs) $30,000, you right? If I buy that building and I'm sitting on $500,000 of equity, what is that $30,000? Does it, is it really going to make or break the deal? I'm an investor, right? So from a planning perspective, there's two things you have to look at. Again, it's going to go back to mentorship because you don't need to sit there trying to figure out the plan, the blueprint, the blueprint's already there. Like real estate blueprints, really, really easy. It's proof of concept. Okay. What we need though, is what we need is is we need accountability what you what you we need what i need what you need is me going to you and saying hey you got the information why haven't you pulled the trigger Mm -hmm. well i need this i need this and this no you don't get it done yeah so a lot of times we'll romanticize about something and that's what holds us back Mm -hmm. will you make more will you make mistakes Absolutely. But I could tell you the cost of not doing something is going to be more expensive. Mm-hmm. The cost of over planning is going to cost you more than anything else. Okay. So if you get stuck in that analysis by paralysis or paralysis by analysis, it's getting in the right room and it's, it's about linking with the right people. Mm-hmm. They could be the right joint venture partner, someone that's more experienced a mastermind again going back to the who no absolutely um so i know um you come from like you were saying you know you have full-time job like working crazy hours um you know an hour in real estate investing so somebody like me who also has you know that nine to seven nine to eight not all the time but um you know a lot of the time um you know how do you find that like fine balance? Like what are your, you know, so you're working all day long. Uh, you know, you, you exude that energy at work, right? Cause you want to do well, right? Even though your heart is in real estate and getting that financial freedom, but you know, you still want to show up, right? Yeah. Uh, reputation to uphold. Still want to show up. It's like eight o'clock and you're like brain dead. Okay. But you know, you have to push. Um, I have to push. I need to learn. Um, you know, you just told me about wholesaling, right? I'm going to go and I'm going to learn about that. I'm going to see what I can do. Like if I can reach out to people. Um, like how do you, what, what can I do to like maintain that balance of like, okay, you know, working on that side hustle and that's a cliche term, but working on that side hustle while also working full time and being able to expand that side hustle. So eventually I can you know, put the time and do the nine to five, like how am I balancing everything? I also, so prioritizing right now work, the side hustle. And then the third thing that I prioritize is I've spoken to the core is, you know, like my health and my fitness. Like it's very important for me to exercise daily, like 
I don't care if it's a walk, I don't care whatever it is, but you know, I do that and during it I like do my meditation and whatever. So that aspect is also important for me. So how are you balancing those three things? Okay, so there's no such thing as the word balance. Mm-hmm. It's about managing priorities. Right. Okay, managing priorities. So when when you do this exercise uh, about finding your, your why, your seven level deep why, a lot of the answers are going to come out right there. Then the next question is, is do you have the, do you have the, I was going to say, I don't have to be careful my language here, speaking to a lady, but um, do you have, <laughs> To go to that next level, are you willing to sacrifice it all? Do you have the fight for it to get to what you want? Because there's this thing that's out there saying you need to have a job to get real estate. No, you don't. You don't. Um, that's how I operated. I mean, I my, my thing is I went from high ticket sales, selling ICU ventilators, selling critical care equipment, then get out of my expensive suit, get into my my joggers or whatever my 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 scrubs that i was painting with go slave away sleep on dry on drywall and then rinse and repeat i was so unhappy i was dying mm-hmm. i was dying right i was decaying I wasn't even dying i was decaying and there's this if you and the thing was i was in a job i absolutely started to hate because of what it was doing to me now mind you i was at that company for over 20 years and it it, it just was a bad bad relationship in the end and i take blame on it whatever I stayed in too long, but, um, if you love what you do with your job, okay, that's great. If you feel it's dead end for you and you're not happy there, well, that's something that you have to do to get to the next. Cause right now, all your job then is serving as a vehicle right now, but mm-hmm. where is it taking you? If you're just in a cul-de-sac going in circles and most importantly, are you feeling fulfilled? Do you feel fulfilled at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. You feel fulfilled because, um, I think it's Tony Robbins says, Success without fulfillment is failure. Mm-hmm. So to ask yourself, are you being fulfilled? Because right. there's, there's people that make, you know, that are just buying that one property, whatever, and they're living a very minimalistic lifestyle, but they feel so fulfilled. And then you have other people that actually have, you know, a thousand properties, but they don't feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And where does fulfillment come from? Fulfillment comes from your inner being. Right. So the the common theme with all of this for managing priorities is where is your mindset? I can't give you a black and white answer for this because it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. If you're wondering why I'm giving you a gray answer. But you have to understand you have to manage your priorities and ask yourself, why are you doing this? Why? Why are you slaving away and doing what you're doing from nine in the morning to 10 o'clock at night? Because you said you value your health. With, can I, if I'm going to call you up, no, you don't. Because yeah. if you're working from nine o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock at night, you're not dialing your health. Mm-hmm. There is no balance. Yeah. You're serving, you're serving someone else's dreams. You're serving someone else's goals. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They got you. They got you. Yeah. So I'm just going to call it the way it is. No, of course. I appreciate it. What and, and and you know what? That's what allies do. I'm an ally. I'm not your friend. I'm an ally because friends will tell friends will give friends the participation ribbon. Oh, you tried. Good for you. Oh, you tried to eat healthy for a week. That's okay. Let's go get ice cream now. You tried. It's right. <laughs> you need people that are allies, and the allies they have a vested interest in you. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a story for you. I'll share. Um, on uh, this past Sunday, I had an ally reach out to me. Hard to speak to him. And he says, I'm going to tell you something right now. This is just this past Sunday. He says, I'm going to tell you something. And he says, you have, you have to be one of the most intelligent people I know, the most driven people I know. But what part of my expression, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I said, excuse me? He goes, where's your fight? He goes on your business side and all this stuff. You're, you're, you're like a fighter. But when it comes to what you've been through in your personal life and your bad divorce, why the fuck do you allow all this to happen? Mm-hmm. And it was a wake-up call for me. It was like, as soon as he said that to me, it was like that adrenaline rush where I felt this fire in front of me, inside of me saying, okay, it's on, motherfucker. Let's go, right? And I needed that from an ally because everybody else before are saying, well, do the best you can. Do the best you can. Right. And we have a natural tendency as human beings to listen to what we want to hear. Mm-hmm. I will only see what we want to see. Of course. That's true. That's why I asked you about the constructive 
feedback question, right? Um, yeah. Get to put yourself out there and hear some of that. Mm -hmm. Not criticism, but constructive. Constructive, process, yeah. Right? Absolutely. Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, you know, like, what are your top three, um, you know, I guess, like, just there's so much information out there, right? You've got Instagram. Like, it's a good info, Instagram, YouTube. Facebook, um, Google, like there's just so many things out there. Uh, when you're starting off uh, as a beginner investor, what are your like top three things you recommend? It could be books, it could be um, somebody's podcast, uh, you know, it could be your your information, anything. Like what are the top three resources? Like, okay, you should be focusing on this. Let's just say, you know, I want to pick three. I want to get focused. Again, for someone like me who will see everything and like follow everybody and just like transfer as much. Like where are the three focus areas I have to be focusing on? So sure. top books, top anything you say, like top three things. Absolutely. Top three things. Yeah. So, you know, the, the answer is going to be predictable. So it's going to be mentorship, mentorship, mentorship. Mm -hmm. Now I say that with an asterisk. I'm not saying you go, you have to go pay X amount of money to get into a room and this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Mentorship comes from books. Okay. Books are going to be number one. Okay. Get books. What you also need to do, which is going to be the toughest thing that people need to do if they want to grow is they have to trim the fat out of their life. They got to trim the fat out of their life and how you do that is go through a purge if someone does not give you value in your life and where you want to go they have no reason to be on your journey they have zero reason you need to be looking to making sure people you're connecting with are the wind at your sail and not the anchor holding your ship down that was the most liberating thing i did it was i went through the purge Social media, boom, gone, boom, gone, boom, gone, boom, gone, boom, gone. Someone talks about, oh, this COVID is a scam, gone. I don't need any negativity around me. The, the, so, okay, um, I said mentorship, but prior to that, the one thing you have immediate control over is your environment. Environment is not just your surroundings. It's what you put in your ears. It's what you're listening to. Do you listen to rap music by Juicebox and all these other names, Pop Smoke, but I don't know these names anymore. But like these guys are, are, are do they're dead. What value? Like they went and got one guy, like I know my, my kids listen to. I think he had, I think he died because he didn't want to get caught by the cops and he ingested all this, whatever it was. Like, and that's that's what I want my kids listening to. That's bullshit. Right? So, you know, the thing is, so it's in about the environment, it's about the books we read. It's about the things that we allow to enter into us. Change the environment. That's the number one thing that you need to do. Number two is surround yourself with like-minded individuals. Surround yourself with people that want to grow. They're asking questions on how to grow. What's the next level? Not that, hey, look at what that person is doing. Or yeah, that person only cares about money. And that's why, that's why they're doing real estate. Okay. And then, like I said, three is going to be really uh, in an all surrounding environment. Environment is something that we all have the power to choose. Absolutely. It's, it's, and it's, it's tough. It's, you're going to, you're going to have people that are within your bloodline and you're going to have to say, Hey, like this person is a leecher. They're not a reacher. Mm -hmm. They suck energy from me to prevent me from getting to that next height. Mm -hmm. um, if your if your cup is 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 never overflowing, someone's always taking, and you're you're the one that's losing. That's true. That's true. It's tough, believe me. It is tough. It is discipline, yeah. and it's something I need to constantly work on myself. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of discipline. Um, you talk about purging, and I think you know. Gotta purge like the Amazon Prime, gotta purge the Netflix, the Disney Plus, whatever it is. It's 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 honestly it's very easy as I said at the end of the day to just come in. You'd be like, oh, I'm just gonna like turn off and like watch the show. But when I think about purging, I'm like, okay, thinking about that this morning, purge all the streaming devices, like purge the unnecessary social media it's, can hold you up, right? Like for a long time. So well it, and it comes down to one thing is it's how much do you value your time? Exactly. If that if those things are, are taking up your time and you're allowing to do so, you do not value your time. So that means you do not value your well-being. You do not value your wealth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so we have a couple minutes left. Um, okay, so I want to ask you um, just a quick question. I guess I'd say a little bit more of an advanced question. Um, if I am, like, you know, again, like I'm starting out, uh, you know, I don't have, 
like as much time, but I also want to maximize like my profits as much as I can in new investments. Like who should be on my team? Um, so I know mentor is one. Uh, I'll say it already. You gotta have a good mentor. That's the, the first person you have to have on your team, and it's the first person that after speaking to that I'm gonna I'm gonna be picking. Mm-hmm. Uh, mentor, and then um, who are like the other people that are like a must have? So here's my goal. I want to maximize as much as I can. Um, you know, I know I can put in the work. I know I can grind hard. Uh, who's who's important to have on my team um, when it's coming to investing? Yeah. So again, it's gonna come down to what strategy you go you you decide to go take yourself in so i wouldn't want to put you in a room with someone that owns lots of uh buildings uh when you're when your focus is flipping mm-hmm. right so what it comes down to is really knowing what your strategy is and then from your strategy is finding out who's from there so i tell people you need a realtor for example it's a no-brainer you need a realtor for in real estate investing but choose the right realtor. Ask the realtor straight up. Do you invest in real estate? No, no, I just, I, I, I can get you deals, but I, I don't have any real estate investment properties. That's a red flag right there uh, for me. Um, an accountant, very, very important as well, as you start growing, is making sure the accountant understands real estate investing and making sure they invest themselves. Okay. Um, I know we've talked about mentorship is number one, because that's really what's going to open your doors. Number three, uh, and this, this is not like number one is always going to be mentorship. But the next are not in, in, in order. Okay. Yes. Is making sure that you have some amazing people with, uh, that have access to money. So you got to di- keep on digging that well, deep and deep and deep. So, um, I, I, I value my, I have very, very strong relationships with some amazing, uh, mortgage brokers. One in particular is the is Josh or two in particular Josh Finley and Aaron Laycock with a mortgage uh, Finley Mortgage uh, Group because they've been able to move mountains for me and because of my connection with them I refer a lot of people to them because they've actually moved mountains for a lot of people. Uh, another one is Anna Cipolloni. I mean she's with Scotia and so these are the type of things that I do is that and I'm always not because the the thing is anybody on our team anybody on our team remember it's a power team so everybody's bringing in the value. No one's looking to take anything out. Mm-hmm. So people on your on your on your on your team are gonna be the ones saying, "Hey, for y'all, like, hey, there's a deal coming up here. You should check this out." Mm-hmm. Right. So it has to be very very intentional. The key thing is keeping that team in, in, in keeping it tight and nurturing that team. Okay. So money. So again, keep it very simple. Money people deal. Who are the money people? So it could be your mortgage brokers, banks, whatever it is. People, private lenders. So money. People, making sure you have good contractors, asking contractors what they're, what do they have in terms of uh, in uh, real estate investments, or do they have real estate investments, or better yet, rely on your mentor, ask them who do they use for contracting services, mm-hmm. asking your realtor who's also a real estate investor, who do you use for this? Any recommendations? Mm-hmm. The answers are right there. You don't need to go searching. The answers are right there by going right to the who's. Um, okay, so I know we're coming uh, to the end. Um, I have like, so I can ask one more question. Do you have a bit of time for that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, perfect. Um, okay, so uh, again, with my limited knowledge and uh, what I know, um, so you spoke a little bit about like the active um, portion of uh, investing. So you said like you know wholesaling. I want to get your thoughts on. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with like all the short-term rental strategies. Um, so I want to get your thoughts on you know like. Pursuing, so again, for me, like I live in Toronto, um, and when I um, first learned about everything, I learned about short term rentals, right? And Airbnb seems super lucrative to me, especially. Um, are you familiar with the rental arbitrage strategy? I don't mean to insult you, but. Yeah, um, I, I, I actually have, I do have Airbnbs, and I do use the Airbnb arbitrage already. All right, okay, perfect. Um, So, I mean, I, I got a little discouraged again with that strategy because of like the pandemic and what was happening. So, me being in Toronto at first, Every single, um, you know, the condo is like now saying no more, no more Airbnb. So they're putting up all these laws. Um, Airbnb is changing their strategy <clears throat> because of the pandemic. Um, and then I think in my head, like, okay, well, you know what? Now it's going to be time to, to shift and like think of other things. Um, your experience in short-term rentals, like in other cities around, in and around Toronto. So it could be like, you know, in southwestern Ontario, like London, Ontario. We've been in like the East End. I know people are doing it in like Bowman, like Curtis, Coburg, Coburg. Is like, what are your thoughts on on that? Like, is it like a good strategy to kind of like pursue if you want to build up income fast? So, 
you know, if you want to, as you said, with wholesaling, like, you know, you can get to that $10,000 uh, and you can get that active income. When it comes to like short term, is it is it a good strategy to pursue uh, when it comes to, you know, I know I want to make like $5,000 a month. Um, sure. You know, want to do it fast. Fast yeah. is key. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so Airbnb, Airbnbs as a whole. So when you said, um, you know, there's some questions about Airbnb changing your strategy and that kind of stuff. Did you hear that from the CEO of Airbnb or just a friend? Uh, so I would say a uh, friend, but also like uh, some Facebook groups that I'm a part of. Um, okay. People talking, opening up the discussions on that. Yeah. Okay. So those are simply opinions, right? Yeah. Um, those are simply opinions. Uh, and so I haven't, I haven't swayed at all. So during the whole pandemic stuff, did I have a couple soft months? Yes, I did. But the numbers have been just been phenomenal with respect to like where it's going. Um, the floodgates are going to open very soon. If anything, you know, there's that saying, right? I think it's Warren Buffett, right? You know, you you uh, basically get greedy when everybody else is 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 you know fearful and, and vice versa. What an opportune time to start getting some rentals. You may take a small hit up front by paying rent on it. You got, but when the when it opens up in a few months be in the next month who knows when people are going to start traveling and at least you're set up yeah. at least you're set up um i believe in in the short-term rental model um i like it the only reason i don't i don't do a lot of it it just happens to be some one of my strategies i've had in the past that's something i haven't relinquished is uh because I, it's not one of my core focuses on my wealth generation to give me the time mm -hmm. okay um so I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. Um, and it's not, it's not timing the market it's time in the market, right? So Airbnb is not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. In fact, it's going to grow. And once the floodgates open with travel, people are going to be traveling. Yeah. And put this in perspective as well. If you decide you want to do an Airbnb arbitrage and you want to do this in next month or two months, and you have to order furniture, you're already looking at a two-month delay for furniture. Yeah. Right? Why not secure a rental, secure it two months from now, get the get the ball rolling. Mm -hmm. Get the ball rolling. And, and you do have another interesting opportunity. I've thought about this and I'm gonna I'm gonna share the secret. You have an Airbnb arbitrage. So again, wholesaling. So you have wholesaling. Wholesaling, I Kent Cloth here, who's going to be my guest on this my next week on my podcast, uh, who's a who's a billionaire that started off with wholesaling and that kind of stuff. I love his example. Okay, what's 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 of value? Okay, so if I scratch a lottery ticket right in my hand, it's worth a million dollars. What's of value? Is it the lottery ticket or the million dollars? If I if I, if I haven't cashed it yet, if you haven't cashed it. Then it's like what's in your hand right now. Like the ticket, right? Yeah. So if I have a contract for an Airbnb arbitrage and I decide I want to leave because I'm too busy with my other stuff, I could, why can't I sell my rental agreement to someone else that wants to do Airbnb arbitrage, get the furnishings and make some active money on that as well? It's, it's again, it could be a disaster of idea. It could be not legal, but that's what we have to be doing is thinking outside the box. So don't shy away from other people's opinions. You will not know till you try. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, do you have time for one last question? Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So last question would be, um, so I know there's like a fine balance um, between like doing free work and then you know, getting some kind of profit out of it. So, um, you know, for me, like what I was thinking when it comes to uh, some of this like, short-term mental stuff, I was thinking, you know, um, as part of my sales pitch, going to people and saying, hey, you know, like, uh, I want to learn. Um, I'm very new to this. I'm going to offer to help you for free. And then, you know, at a certain point, um, you know, if, if you start to you know, become profitable, if you think it's something that's like working for you, then maybe you can discuss like, uh, you know, some like a making, giving me a profit, giving me a pop. obviously like, you know, make sure that all that's like discussed up front. Um, like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, you know, offering to work for free, right? Like to say, hey, I'm going to work for free. And in return, all I want to do is just learn. I want to absorb yep. knowledge. I want to learn. Um, because again, for me, I'm a doer. I learn by doing. Um, and, you know, try to find that fine balance between planning versus doing. But 
and just, you know, um, again, like uh, speeding it up, speed up the process and just sure. going to get your, your thoughts on that. Amazing strategy. Most successful investors, most successful entrepreneurs, that's exactly how we started. We had to put our own sweat equity in for someone else's goals, someone else's dreams. This is the key thing. You know you're, you know you're working with the right people when you never, ever, ever have to say, now can I start getting a profit from it? Their abundant mindset would say, holy shit, Farrell's a rock star. We don't want her leaving. We got to keep her. We got to keep her. So you never even have to do that. If you're providing value, the smart ones and the overachievers and the ones that are driven to be extremely wealthy and successful are going to say, how do we keep here? How do we keep you? So always leave with value. Absolutely. Everybody, not just everybody, 99% of people want now, now, now. They're looking for the get rich quick, get rich quick. Yeah. I mean, I, I should just start a course, get rich quick. Yeah. I, right? Yeah, and and that's the thing. So you're doing the right thing. If you do that, that's that's the way to go. Okay, awesome. Okay, that's how I started. Okay, awesome. How was this for you? It was amazing. Um, You know, I I learned a lot. um, And um, thank you for answering all my questions and for letting me go a couple minutes over as well. So uh, super useful. And thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm very glad that I I took it, um, you know. I was a little bit hesitant because I was like, oh, camera, I don't know. But, you know, I was like, you know what? I, it's, it's been amazing. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And I hope others can avail this opportunity in the future. Awesome. Thanks again. And you know what? I want to say thank you for showing up. This has been huge. We'll set up a call and we'll make that happen as well. And you know what? Uh, my amazing executive assistant will be in touch and we're going to send you one of these hats. Awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you so much. And for those that, that were on, I want to say thank thank you to all of you. Those of you on Instagram, I want to say thank you very much for those that stayed on. Hopefully you got the value again on Instagram. If you want to be in the show asking questions as we go, you have to do it through YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's in the uh, in my link in my bio. And uh, hope to see you guys all soon. Thanks again. Thank you.